welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice. Um, welcome back to <laughs> where we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark oh, Meadows. Geez. I don't know how many times I'm going to make that mistake. And it's, it's, I'm keeping it in the entire time. My name is Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And what is going on, guys? My name is John Aaron Garza. I am actually from DC Films Hub, and um, where we talk basically everything DC as much as we can as far as the films are concerned. Absolutely. Welcome to the show. Uh, this uh, We're going to be talking about Suicide, uh, suicide Squad. <laughs> Dude, it's, a, it's such a tongue twister every time I try to say it. <laughs> And it's like, I can't even say Task Force This X is what, either. 61 episodes in? 61 episodes mm-hmm. of saying the word. I want, by the end of this whole journey, I want us yeah. to just have a super cut of us. Incorrectly saying Incorrectly it. saying Suicide Squad. Yeah. But today, we're going to be talking about minute 61 of Suicide Squad, which is going to start with, um, basically, it starts with GQ yelling flag because rick flag is being taken by the eyes of the adversary and then the minute's going to end with just this magnificent moment that deadshot has in the film um but before we get into that john this is your first time on our show and we really want to get your snap take about everything regarding the dc cinematic universe so um what like what's your overall opinion about this film uh specifically so David Ayer, one, was an amazing director to, I think, choose using nothing but villains and, and kind of really getting that, that grittier feel into the mm-hmm. into what we were, we were accustomed to with, you know, Man of Steel and Superman and Batman v Superman and all that stuff. So seeing his take on the Suicide Squad, I truly think, and I know this is, is you know, it's not a good thing to say, but realizing how bad Justice League was makes you really appreciate Suicide Squad that much more. And I and I mean that in a good way. Like you you can truly see that these characters were taken seriously and they weren't, you know, made to be like campy and jokey and specifically um Harley. I mean, she's she's not joking all the time. I mean, she's you know, she does a lot of crazy things and you had Jared Leto's Joker. I mean, I wish we could have seen a lot more of that Joker. Um, or mm-hmm. at least, or at mm-hmm. least seen him and Batflick, just because I remember when David Ayer was talking about this film, and he he said that he really wanted to make it seem, um, you know, like the antiheroes in their perspective and what they view and how they view Batman, like how scary. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if there was some <laughs> six four bat creature man just hunting you out if you were doing bad stuff? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like. This film, this was, like, obviously you have all your big superhero, uh, like, your core people. Like, you have Superman with his film, Batman's in it, Wonder Woman's in this universe, even Aquaman. And this is still the only film where it's it's none of those people, right? Like, they're, mm-hmm. at this point, Superman is dead, so he's, like literally out of the picture mm-hmm. um this universe like so it's just focusing on these they're not even some of them aren't even b tier they're just like c tier uh you know it's like it this is what the 
this is what that 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 shared universe concept is supposed mm-hmm. to be like this is like what we're supposed to get like to be able to see stuff like this absolutely um, it made it, it, made it feel like great. it was a comic book film you know yeah like, yeah that's just me and I, I, oh go for it oh no i was i was just gonna say the fact that they opened up the film with you know basically the the superman uh funeral and even with mm-hmm. uh, viola davis's character walking past and seeing the kid on the street, you know, selling the the remember shirt, those little tie-ins, those little things are actually what makes this cinematic universe for what it was so connected without without it being obvious because it just continued on. You didn't have to worry about it wasn't a, an end credit scene. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? And yeah, it was, it was incorporated into the film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, which is another thing. I mean, like I'm a huge fan of all those things, um, especially like. Uh, I feel I feel like I first started paying attention to it when in comic book panels there would be kids wearing t-shirts like with the Batman logo or the Superman logo or they you know mm-hmm. now that's like they're starting to play with action figures mm-hmm. that is awesome to me yeah. I love action figures I love playing with action figures so like seeing that represented I think there's a shot in the Shazam movie mm-hmm. where he's got like a couple figures on his bookshelf and it's like man it's just cool that my toys exist in this universe <laughs> and where they're real I don't know it's just yeah. uh, it makes you excited yeah, so we got some good we got some good things coming out of uh, this week's uh, little block of minutes. I yeah. will say this is some good. This is this Suicide Squad minutes. Yeah, this is. Um, I, I said it last week, but um, I'll reiterate it again for any new listeners. But this this whole scene here in this alleyway, this this fight with the eyes of the adversary. This is um, like if you're not. Like if you're not in love with this moment of the film, mm-hmm. then it's it's like the make or break of it. Like either yeah. you watch this scene, this giant action piece, and then like you have to come to like a fork in the road of whether you're gonna like still enjoy this movie or not. And and for some people, it's not convincing enough. They don't they you know I won't reiterate the negativity that this film has, but for some people who who do defend it and say, you know, despite all the problems Suicide Squad has, there's still good movie in there somewhere, despite the editing and, and all that fiasco and whatnot. This is this is a great moment. This like, is the good movie part. Yeah, this is the this whole week really is is full of quote unquote good movie. Like mm-hmm. if you took this and just showed someone who had never seen the film and just been like, here, just watch this part right here. It's great. It, it, this is, uh, this is, I mean, you have Will Smith and he's just doing an amazing job as this character and, and the shots are, are great. The, the action is all tied up and, mm-hmm. and executed perfectly. And it, it's not being overwhelmed by, I mean, we've had our Will Smith jokes, like we, we've mm-hmm. had our humor, but now we're, we're getting into, like this is the Suicide Squill, Suicide, Suicide Squad f- film. This is I'm, I'll tell you. So if we back up a little bit, yeah. um, this minute specifically, um, I actually see the characters for who they are uh, for in their roles right now. I see Margot being Harley Quinn. I don't see Margot Robbie being Margot Robbie playing Harley Quinn. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's I, like I yeah. see the character. Um, I see Deadshot specifically. 
Uh, Killer Croc's got another slow-mo that we'll get into. But Harley Quinn specifically, when she's knocking around that bat, it's uh, it fits because it should. And it, it works perfectly because that's what Harley Quinn does best. Mm-hmm. You know, not just specifically swinging the bat around, but <laughs> what she's doing, um, you know, attacking and 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 being Harley Quinn. And be, yeah, and being kind of like reluctant about it, like yeah. being like like it's a chore to help yeah. someone, but you're doing it it's anyways. A good, that's a good note. It's yeah. always I know I don't know if I've ever paid attention to that, but it does seem very um, chorey. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. portraying it, having know, to do good. Yeah, it's weird. So yeah. Well, the thing I actually uh, noticed for me. Right. Is this is the first moment where it feels organic that they're working as a team. I mean, they don't want mm-hmm. to, but they, they have to at this point, because now they're they're facing something that they have no idea about. They've never seen any of this stuff. They don't know what it is. And so at that moment, it's not anymore like, hey, I don't like you. I don't like you. And, you know, we're, even though Deadshot and Flag are, have that, you know, that banter, this is a moment where it's like, no, I'm, I'm we all have to gain up because if we don't, then. Whatever this is, you're gonna take us out. Mm-hmm. And so, seeing that natural progression of them kind of work as a, a squad, it I felt it it made the film actually earn its its place as far as a team up film because you know I know everybody wants to <laughs> give every single other film that's not a Marvel film you know uh, you have to have a <laughs> a solo film before they can all join up, but this film mm-hmm. proved that you didn't for for the most part. You know, I'm being nice, but it it just felt to me this scene in particular, and and y'all y'all are right. This is like a full on action scene. Like you see a lot of just explosions going on and everything jumping up and down, and Will Smith just handling business as Deadshot. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's such a it's such a well orchestrated scene that it's almost it's almost unfair that it gets roped into like just the rest of people's, you know, like we get caught up talking about like the montage. I was going to say, we yeah. got caught up with like, uh, John made a point to say, you don't need a solo movie before a team up. I mean, there, I, I guess you could have the bad negative argument where, you know, the first 60 minutes of this, you know, or 50 minutes of this movie mm-hmm. is, you know, essentially a harley quinn or a deadshot solo but not not really but also it's it's you know people's origins that are sometimes shoved down your throat a little bit too much mm-hmm. when given that silly little montage yeah. um but now uh, i'm feeling like the payoff is hitting and uh i don't i'm the the annoyance that i felt with the montage and the pretty colors and and all the little rap sheets that came up in front of my face i'm 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 good <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? there's, there's still, yeah. Like I'll, I'll, I'll say uh, to what you were saying last week and earlier in the episode, um, I'm in it. Sixty-one minutes in, but also I was in it. You know, probably forty-five minutes in. Yeah. You know, I wasn't. I'm not the type <laughs> to leave a movie or not care an hour <laughs> in. It's like I mean, I'm if it's an hour, it's yeah. like okay, I'm gonna finish this movie. Yeah. But also, um, at this moment, I would not like turn it off and go do something else you know like mike <laughs> watched like 27 minutes or something like that of it and like had to go do something else because it was yeah it was early enough where he could have been like okay i can't i can't do any more introductions i can't do any more music i can't do any more of it 
Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But now we haven't even paid attention. What's the music going on in this minute? Oh, this is Stephen Price's. Stephen Price's. Okay. The original. So again, yes, another the original original score. Yeah. Which I mean, gosh, it just it's well perfect. Yeah. yeah. Which it's it's again it's bringing me into the scene. If it's if you had Ozzy Osbourne playing or something, you know, ACDC, Iron Man flying in, like rolling, I'd be like, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be. I'd be like, okay, okay, enough. Yeah. All right. It's like a bullet accidentally hits the radio in the cop car, and then it starts blaring like Ozzy Osbourne, and then they. (laughs) Okay. Wow. That's a good. That's a good transition. Write that down. People don't take that creative integrity. That would have been. I mean, that would have been. That would have been misplaced here, but I mean, I I could see that happening. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll save it later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it's 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 the the music in this scene it just even it, it's it's it truly is icing on the cake the whole reason that you're mm-hmm. supposed to put music in film is, is really just to, to swell to really to really you know capture that essence of what what is going on here and it is a, a team of misfits who under pressure they they just turn it on you know like uh, like an actual team they are able to just well i mean Yes, it's a big dead shot moment. He's doing all the heavy lifting right now, mm-hmm. but you still have. Wonder how his back's feeling <laughs> as he's carrying the team. But he is giving orders to like Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is doing it. Killer Croc is fighting off more as the adversary, and there were there GQ and his men are helping in certain shots. Like you'll see the guy with the rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. You know, they're. I wish you called it a bazooka. <laughs> You know, I haven't heard that term in a long time. I know, that's why I what wish you is a bazooka? It. Apparently, that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's such a great great moment that we have here. Um, I think, um, and I don't want to like spoil it with like a nitpicking, but I, I still am with Killer Croc and and seeing him fight like his combat style. I still feel like I don't know what his combat style is, Mark, because everything's been in slow motion. <laughs> That was my only thing where I'm like, oh, I wish he would. It would be like a shot of him like biting into the dude. I wish he had a tail. But but you gotta. You also gotta think about this, right? If from the behind the scenes stuff that we know, do you really think they would have allowed him to be biting something? I mean, they. It already felt with the amount of kind of hands on that the studio was displaying and what they did with this whole. Because I mean, this is. I know it's not the third act, but I could tell you that this this scene, I, I it's weird because I know I, I don't know if you guys know, but I I do my best to dig up things, like mm-hmm. just always looking into things. And so one of the things, two things I've noticed. So you can tell when it's the reshoots because Harley's hair and her pigtails are all curled, right? So that's one of the ways you can tell the the reshoots are in the extended cut. The other thing is is from the trailer. And you see um, Amanda uh, Amanda Waller, you know, having lunch or dinner, and she's explaining her plan. That same outfit is is what she's wearing when they go and rescue her later on. So I don't know what that would mean, except for maybe this scene probably didn't. This was probably a lot earlier, or at least a little later than what the scene was probably supposed to be. Mm. We did have a. Problems. We 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 did get into an argument. I don't know if it was an argument. We hardly ever <laughs> argue, Mark, because uh, we love each other. We had no, an argument? we had a discussion about um, 
placement of scenes and mm-hmm. um, where they should fit. And the dinner scene, uh, the Cicada restaurant, was one of the big ones that was in question. Because um, we figured, you know, there was that whole beginning opening sequence that we made up in our minds with June Moon on the expedition. Yeah. Uh, and no, that was switches to... That wasn't made up. <laughs> <laughs> See? Some validation. That's yeah. what I live for. No, that is... Um, that is I've, I, if I had it, I wish I would have had it up here. But trust me, that is... It opened up with June Moon. Like there, I found some like a twenty-minute sequence. Yeah, of it her opened, like oh my god, I didn't it, even it, throw something. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm and I'm saying that only because I've I've found some extra. I mean, it's a little bit, but I found some extra visual effects that I've seen from her or from like when she's in that cave. That that mm-hmm. the um, I mean, Enchantress is like messing with her at first. So yes, I'm just saying that that opened with. From my understanding, if I remember correctly, the studio wanted – they thought that that was too, um, I guess, dark. It wasn't um, mm. fine enough. And you got to remember, trust me, they, they did something for the third act as far as what we know. But they still <laughs> – there's a lot of things that the studio did, the Suicide Squad, and for it to still be watchable because I don't – I don't know about you guys. I can't watch Justice League in the in its current form. I had to make my own yeah. version for me to watch it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Mark puts it on every now and again, but I, I can't. I can't get past here's what how, I do. how I, orange uh, Bruce Wayne looks. It's just it's very upsetting. Oh, the sun, it's, it's sun very tan yeah, the, it's yeah, very upsetting. It's, 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 it's weird. one big aspect I, that I have a problem. Whenever <laughs> I watch Justice League, I always skip. I think it's about I, I skip to 15 minutes in. Yeah, wherever wherever. Um, because there's a moment like the first 15 minutes to me are are I can't I can't watch it because it includes the the Daily Planet scene with Lois uh-huh. and mm-hmm. Diana and and it bothers me every time. So what I do <laughs> is I always skip to where Steppenwolf is introduced on Themyscira, and then after that is like the fight in the Atlantis yeah. mother yeah. box. And I and I think those two scenes are watchable. And I go this yeah. is this is good stuff. And um, then you and then you're kind then, of forced into and then the, the Russian family it. shows up yeah. and I go oh. No. Yeah. <laughs> so you should you guys should really check out my cut then cuz I took all that stuff out and I rescored it with on Zimmer and Junkie. So is this uh is this how we get into the community of of uh like yo like instead of like yo check out my mixtape it's like <laughs> yeah. everyone has their own cut of <laughs> yeah. Justice League. It's like, yeah, and they're like yo check out my Snyder cut. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to just slide it in the DMs, you know. Uh, yeah. But, I'm going to check it out. But so yeah, it's soon. it's it's funny that we even talk about Justice League, but one thing I was going to say that's completely non-existent in all the reshoots for Justice League that stayed consistent with even Suicide Squad was the cinematography and the way it lit up. But like specifically this scene, I, I feel like this is still a in the world of Zack Snyder that he was building. Like this mm-hmm. entire section of whatever world they're in feels like a BVS and a Man of Steel world. I know that yeah, sounds weird, absolutely. but the cinematography in this and how it's lit up, how fire's going on, because you got to remember, there's a big alley, and you have all of those basically stuntmen charging ahead to one character, or at least to the the camera, and it just it. This is probably one of the better edited scenes and sequences as far as the action is concerned. And I know you guys are giving it a hard time for Killer Croc, but I think. I think that shot actually <laughs> works because what it does is you see a lot. I mean, specifically with Deadshot, he's going, I mean, he's shooting every single time and it's all quick and fast. 
what that killer croc shot does is it allows you to kind of almost have a breather and enjoy mm-hmm. what is literally happening, which is them coming together as a team. Because now you're seeing yeah, yeah. all of them work together. You're seeing basically Harley knock them out. You're seeing uh, Katana in the back. So it's just – and you, you have the bazooka going off. I'm just kidding. I just wanted to say <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. I just wanted to throw me. that in you got to have the bazooka. Yeah, thank you for it, humoring it me. It is a total fireworks show. So going back to what you said before about uh, – it's just probably maybe the last bit about Croc um, – the no biting, uh, John. Would you think that would be in the in the too dark vein? Because I mean, going back to the June Moon thing, she did fall into a cave of just that was lined with skulls. You know, Correct. that was like a big thing. It was like death chamber cave. <laughs> so I understand like a thing where it's like, oh, you want that as an opening scene? Maybe that's a little too dark, especially after the whole uh, upbeatness of Deadpool. I guess if you want to have that <laughs> argument. Deadpool, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. would probably be a better one. Well, mm-hmm. and the if other thing, have the... yes, that that him biting somebody like that, I think it probably mm-hmm. would have been too much. Like, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I'd asked Zach about uh, Justice League. I found some concept art, and it was uh, parademons in a basically almost a cocoon-like state, hanging upside down. And we see Batman looking for him, and he's like in this little like the tunnel or it was it's like an abandoned building and mm-hmm. i saw these parademons and i was like dude that that's weird i mean they weren't parademons they were humans actually but i had asked him i said hey are were these things like ter- i mean were they transforming into like parademons or something and he actually responded he said yeah but um uh the execs thought it was too uh dark or something they they thought it was too scary that's it they thought it was too mm, scary so okay. they they completely got rid of it and yeah that's, oh man, that's a bummer. <laughs> I know, but you're talking about parademons getting turned into human. I mean, that's comic book accuracy. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah. so if you were talking about that, and that was on Justice League, they were already changing everything for Suicide Squad because, let's put it this way, they, there's nothing too violent in there in Suicide Squad. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, you can go to yeah. you can go to BVS and there's there's some violence. There's a reason why it was rated R. Yeah. And so yeah, with yeah, with this, I don't think and you also got to remember too, even if it wasn't too too um vulgar, I think people probably would have viewed it as a more com- comedic effect cuz he's, you know, biting something he doesn't know. He's not eating. It'd be different if he was eating. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't even show, the going back into the film, they didn't show him actually eating that uh goat or pig or whatever yeah, it was. No. It just showed him like bend Grabbing down it. into it. Yeah, which they don't even show him eating um, the burger. Did did he eat David Ayer's character? David Ayer no. was one of the. No, no. He, yeah, he I was the he one. Was the new. Uh, yeah, he no, he wasn't the new guy. He was like um, the I forgot what it is. It's the vulcanized rubber or something like that. Yeah, he was like yeah the gal- galvanized rubber. Yeah. He was yeah. that guy. <laughs> no, Vul- it was galvanized or vulcanized. Vulcan- was it vulcanized? It was, it was like vulcanized. Yeah, I don't know. I, um, I, it was I a guess. fake hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was rubber. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he couldn't, he can't really eat. He can't really. Yeah. See, I mean, we don't yeah. see him do anything. Even when he throws up, we, I mean, we see it. I mean, I don't know. If, Even I the can't, jokes that. I can't remember. Hold on. I, I, I'm trying to remember right now, but do we see him actually throw up stuff? Because he, he lurches over. He throw. Yeah. Oh, Cause man. here's the thing. The reason why I'm asking you that is cause I have found, I found some, another visual effects where I, where you see him actually throwing up. And then Harley's like, uh, you know, party foul. 
So yeah, I don't think he that did. is a party foul. Yeah, I know. And, and that's what's um, that's what's crazy about it. I found some visual effects from these from Suicide Squad where I'm like, golly, I mean, they. I know that they were trying to tone down the violence, but you, I mean, there's. I found several of like Joker, you know, in the the chopper as he at their turn around after the bird's been jacked. I'm like mm-hmm. that that whole scene on the rooftop is edited so badly because I've re-edited it and I'm shocked at how smoother it is. And you could tell that I don't know for me, I could tell that it was all edited differently to downplay the violence cuz there's a lot of people yeah. that get shot up there. And so what they do is they just switched all around so it didn't look like they were all getting shot. <laughs> yeah, it, it that I mean I I definitely have some reservations about that scene and when we get when we get to it um i'll i'll let loose on on that on the entire scene um <laughs> but you you know we're saying that at no point did it ever get um too violent in suicide squad and and now i'm starting to think and i, I don't want to really want to dwell on the joker thing because mm-hmm. I, that's my biggest gripe where people just want to talk about the joker all the time about this <laughs> film um but do you think because it never got too violent that that's why people don't like the joker in this universe as much because it's like you introduce this joker and people have but seen, he's not stabbing anybody yeah we've seen <laughs> other jokers in cinema before that have they do what, more menacing they do what jokers do which is they cross the line of like what's acceptable well, and if you never see anything, I guess really too just violent, the one Joker did that because I mean, you go back. To, I mean, Nicholson's Joker didn't really cross any lines he at was the time. More, I would say, well, yeah, really? I mean, he killed that, yeah, those yeah businessmen and all yeah, that. Okay. It's pretty if, for Tim Burton doing his thing. It's like, ooh, like, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, I guess you're right. But you never see anything too creepy. So here, here's There's my nothing. thought on it, and I was just talking to my co-host Ben about it. So. I would love to say that Heath Ledger's Joker, I mean, he did, I mean, dude, just think about the pencil, okay? Like, that. we see the pencil disappear, technically. I mean, obviously, it's special effects or whatnot, but, I mean, they don't, he doesn't cut away from that. You know where it went. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you he know, was menacing. You know where it's at. Yeah, I mean, every single thing that Nolan did with that version of Joker was amazing, and what I thought was so brilliant about it is that it was a very, it was a very, um world setting like it was a realistic real world take of what the joker probably would be like in our real world right i mean Mm -hmm. that was a whole business of him doing that with batman that was and and warner brothers didn't mess with it because right now i guarantee you they would not allow that kind of a version of joker and put out in theaters right now it just it wouldn't because it's yeah i wonder why yeah is it like because it's so connected to the comic book franchise now it's synonymous where like if you have a character like a joker being a dark joker you wouldn't you would lose maybe i don't know speculating you would lose a portion of the audience that is a younger side that just likes batman and joker fighting each other Mark <laughs> no Hamill, you know, no i there's so many factors i no, mean i, I think it, the major it, factor could, major major factor and i'm I will say this to the end of the times. I don't care. It the major factor is the them trying to play catch up or at least compete with Marvel. Marvel, mm-hmm. Mar- you don't see anything like that in Marvel. Like you, there's not a film like The Dark Knight. Not, I mean, it's just you don't have a character an antagonist like that that is that brutal with no mercy, no worries, and just psychotic. But yeah. what I was going to say though about Heath Ledger's Joker, which I absolutely love. I actually loved the 
Jared Leto's Joker just from what I could see and the difference and the reason why even if he were to get all violent and they allowed him to go off the ropes like Heath Ledger did there's there's a reason why people were kind of like ah oh, not really feeling it they those people probably don't read comics they probably watch film and so they were thinking mm-hmm. that he should have been more or less like Heath Ledger's Joker mm-hmm. but if like I mentioned Heath Ledger is perfect for a real world Joker the Jared Leto Joker, he is amazing as a comic book Joker, specifically with Scott Snyder and what he did back in the New 52 run. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, he did have a real big endgame feel. Oh, I, I think, yeah. Yeah. I, I think people get, um, like, I think people think this DC Cinematic Universe is, is, is trying to be extremely realistic sometimes. I mean, we had to think about how we how our Batman looks in this universe, where it's like he is wearing what looks more like a traditional comic book suit compared to like the Dark Knight, where it was like the the separation armor mm-hmm. plates and all that. This is a it is very real world. Like they do chase the real in this universe, um, because that's the point of film adaptation, live action adaptation. But there there what they do so well in this shared universe is there is just like there's the right amount of comic book like like fantasy in mm-hmm. this universe especially with like this film that introduces magic um the, all these meta humans in here um worlds like atlantis and and themiscara and the way batman looks like there is just the right amount of fantasy in this shared universe so it it's not it's not it doesn't have to be completely like Nolan esque, mm-hmm. like they do, they do a good balancing act of both of them. Yeah, I, absolutely, the and here's the, here's the other thing too. When you think about it, right, the this Harley, right? If she, there's absolutely no way that I'd see her, her character as of right now, involved with Heath Ledger's Joker. Absolutely, like that would not happen. You get what I'm yeah. saying? And that's that's my point, right? With Jared Leto's Joker. That that looks right. That looks like they would mm-hmm. be together, and that's because it's such a comic accurate depiction. Yeah. Where whereas, I, I would I would even say um, you can't even you can't have Nolan's Joker in a comic book. I, exactly. Um, the, mainly you know, because it's it is too grounded. I mean, he does he just does his little stabbing effects and yada yada. But also, there's no theatrical flair to it other than the makeup. Well, yeah, there has and, to and be that's some that's Joker really aspect of it. There and. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this. It came out literally in 2008 as well. But Brian Azzarello, I think that's his name. His version, like he did a graphic novel, yes. Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, God, yeah, I like yeah. you, you read that. And you're like, God damn. Like it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty uh, intense. But yeah. yes, I mean, that. that's what I'm saying. You wouldn't be able to have that version of a, he would ju- he's just like a normal psychotic person. It just so yeah. happens that he has makeup on. <laughs> yeah. Just then it's just off putting. Yeah. And then with this Joker, as far as, Suicide Squad is just, I know it was bad the way they introduced him, but still, I mean, the fact that he's, he owns a, a, a strip club and that he essentially is, is like a, a mob figure when it comes to DC, yeah. like, you know what I mean? He's respected that way. And you have Johnny Frost and it was just such a, a, a cool way of seeing this version and incarnation of Jared Leto as a Joker. Mm-hmm. Clown Prince of Crime, yeah, is what we were calling. Yeah, I mean, he, exactly he true, what he was. like he every single scene that he was in. I mean, and they did it for a reason. He it it was off putting to you because you don't know how he's going to react. You don't know how he's going to act. You don't know what he's going to say. You know what I mean? Like with the with Heath Ledger's Joker. I mean, he was he was psychotic, but 
Like it was, you, you kept seeing him. It's not like he was doing anything that was odd. And I say odd in the way that, you know, for instance, Leto, when he's uh, interrogating Ike Bergenholtz, I think that's his name, when he's interrogating his little, you know, <laughs> his character and he's, you know, hey, you're going to be my friend. That mm-hmm. like, that's what the Joker would be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we said on record like that. That scene is, um, that scene is what this scene is for Deadshot, which is what the warehouse scene for Batman in and Dawn of Justice. Like when you cast a character, um, and you put them in a film, Mm -hmm. there always needs to be one scene that you that is the. Yeah, it's like the monologue. This this is why we're here. This is this is the scene. You give him a monologue. Yeah. yeah. This scene here is Will Smith being dead shot. This is this is it. Yep. This is the showcase. I mean, that's we'll it's perfect. When... Perfect for dead shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the warehouse scene for Batman, it's like this is why we're here. The Joker scene in, in that interrogation room, like the way he he walks in, the way he commands, yeah, like his organization. And and this is the other thing where it's like of course you need the Joker to be part of crime, not destabilizing it because mm-hmm. like in in the dark knight everything was very like end all it was chaos it was like oh, yeah the joker didn't care about anything and it was like he destroyed he almost destroyed just as much crime as batman did just <laughs> because he didn't care at yeah. all yeah and it's like if if we had that kind of joker there would be no black mask in birds of prey like yeah. you, you, this is a joker that you can see either uh, uh, like in a in a crime war with Black Mask, or working with him, or like you know Black Mask could could mess up and accidentally, or you know like the Joker could be the nuclear option mm-hmm. amongst like crime. Yeah, lords I think stuff. they do that yeah. in, in the Red Hood yeah. animated film where they enlist the Joker and it turns out to be the worst idea ever. It, like <laughs> it could be one of those things, you know? Yeah, yeah. and that's what, um, that's what I'm saying. Like you could see this Joker specifically with how he's portrayed in this film, working with other people, the fact that he has Johnny Frost as literally his first in command. I mean, that's those things are are what make a comic book film like this, where you can have these off-world characters and yet still have Batman in it. Like and that's what I'm saying. Like David Ayer, for what he for what he accomplished in this film, he truly did pull off a film that really worked well in, in Zack Snyder's universe. Mm-hmm. But made it his own, and that's what I could really, really respect this film to be. That's why I wasn't, you know, I I get the hate for it because people like to hate on things. It's just the way it works. Yeah, but absolutely. if they if they and truly saw this film for what it was, I think they'd appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, that's exactly. We've said that so many times, and I think we said it um, in the very last episode, minute sixty, where we said that our critiques for the film are are mostly on the studio decisions right like there's there's a good film in here and and we want to love this film but like when it comes time to critiquing this as we go minute by minute it's because of decisions where it's like they sacrificed good moments for you know kind of like the general audience (laughs) we got to make this movie we got to make it watchable like quote unquote and 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 it suffers from that just like justice league suffers as well and so when we make those criticisms, it's usually with the same kind of, like, you know, we, we thought we would learn with this film, like, please stop messing with it. <laughs> yeah, this but is then just it just the kept beginning. happening. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and um, what's, what's funny about this is that 
you can tell that when Ayer's allowed to do what he wants, he makes spectacular films. End of Watch was amazing. Fury was amazing. Even Bright on Netflix is one of my favorite. Like, that is an amazing film. And he was able to, he had all freedom control on, on Bright. And it, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does again with the second, with the sequel. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if they would have yeah. just allowed him to make his film, I, I mean, this movie made a lot of money for a reason, right? I know sometimes it's not the best way to look at things, but for, for this film not opening up in China, I wouldn't have been surprised if this money or if this film made more money than BVS. So that's just my thoughts. That's a that's a tough one because you're talking about Batman and Superman, exactly, and Wonder but, Woman. But you got I know, but you got to remember too that the way this universe was building up, each film was basically outpacing and outperforming the, the previous one. I mean, who wouldn't want that as their for their main slate. I mean, every single movie that they keep pumping out keeps earning more and more. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the whole reason why that happens is because the previous films built that foundation to allow you to expand and have people see your films over and over again, or at least enjoy them over and over again. Yeah. So, absolutely. So, you know, this film true, it it had, it had Joker, it had Harley, it had Dutch. I mean, it had all these main characters. So yeah, why wouldn't it, why wouldn't it make more than I? I understand the the reason for BVS, but I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I mean, this one even had the right amount of Batman in it, where it mm-hmm. was just like, "Ooh, there, there he comes." Pe- Pepperman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you guys see that the visual effects um, of Batman basically talking to Harley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen yeah. that, and I think it's also in the novelization. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I haven't read it, but I heard that the novelization is more like the true kind of version well, of this film. <laughs> yeah. Cause he, he basically <laughs> says, you know, uh, Joker took something from me. Now it's my turn or something like that. Something along, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that's so. how, that's how Batman was going to be in this film. That's what David Ayer was talking about, about with them kind of fearing Batman. So had this film not be, been touched with, I think a little bit more or a little bit less, I think it would have been, I mean, more rewatchable. I think. Yeah, and and looking and and moving forward as we as we start to, um, I, I think get like three DC films a year, so you know something crazy where they're like really starting to ramp up production on on this universe. Um, it's it's like okay, yes, there were some like there were some uh, like arguments on what to do with this universe, but don't lose the potential that you that you put into this film you know yeah. like you have jared leto's joker don't lose that i know you have ben like, affleck's uh, batman don't lose it like i know there were missteps and i know there were yeah. like like failures sometimes keep the world building but like don't yeah. don't reset the clock here like yeah you can you can recover you can recover you don't have to reboot yeah so and and i i don't think that that's going to be the case only mainly for the fact that they're coming out with a Joker film that's not involved in the DC universe. So the fact that they're allowing that to exist in cinemas and it for it to, it to be basically an R-rated version, I mean, that, that tells me that the studio is at least willing to think outside the normal box. 
I mean, I think what I, I don't. I, I'm trying to think. Like we, I don't know. We don't know much about that film. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm almost thinking like that Joker film had a bit in a really cool concept that they just could not let go. Like, uh, it had I, to have been. I know. Possibly. It has to be like a like that has to probably be like a, a sleeper hit that we're like. I guess because it's Joker, you can't you can't even guess what it's going to be about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, to me, it's one of those things where, like, out of any character that's allowed to have like an existence outside the shared universe, is like the Joker makes sense to me because it's like there the, it doesn't because I can't make sense of it. That's why it makes sense. Well, it's, it's Joker. It's so. just like it's just like what what happened with Venom. I mean, look look how much money Venom made and how many people enjoyed it. And it's Venom. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Spider-Man. There's no ounce of Spider-Man, even an inkling uh, that he exists in that world. And mm-hmm. it worked. And it's Venom. So you can only imagine that Joker's... I mean, I can only imagine what is going to happen. I just... I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm open-minded about it. And I'm super excited about it. But again, I have an open mind where I go, I can appreciate... Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, just like I can appreciate Jared Leto. Like, I, and I've said this many times. I don't care about the general audience anymore. I'm I'm over yeah. it. <laughs> you know, I'm I don't want the studios to cater them anymore. Because look what happened. Yeah, I yeah. think we're right there with you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, my only final thought um was, and it's going to sound like very random, but we're talking about like keeping stuff and and not like rebooting and like don't lose potential. Um. In a perfect world, in my mind, it would have been great to still have a Green Lantern sequel with Ryan Reynolds, where it's like, hey, I know no one liked that first film, but <laughs> instead of trying to reboot, if we just do a sequel, I think we might be in good, I think we could fix some things here, but that that's just my, in, in talking about DC films and, and all the missteps. What about just a Mark Strong sequel? Just a Mark Strong <laughs> Sinestro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that works. There's... It's there's like once you saw that end credit scene, it was like, okay, I want to see that. I want like, I want I want that. Mm-hmm. Like bring bring that to life. Let's let's see that in action. Um, and so yeah, that's my uh, that's my closing thought on that. But yeah, this is such a this is such a great scene. This mm-hmm. is like the like I said before, it's like the warehouse scene for Batman. This is that for Deadshot here. It's an amazing moment, and I'm glad we got to talk about it. If you guys enjoyed everything you heard today, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. You can join us, listeners uh, who listen to the show, and also guests who have been on the show. You can talk with us there and talk about the minutes that you're catching up with. If you're catching up on Man of Steel Minute or Dawn of Justice Minute, you can catch up on those episodes. We have about over 400 episodes that you can Are catch up. Are you serious? Up. Dude, Gosh. we have... It's a... 183 minutes of Dawn of Justice, so 183 episodes. That, but that's the Ultimate Edition, though, right? Yeah, we did the yeah. Ultimate Edition. Um, we're doing the Ultimate Edition for Suicide Squad. Um, we have that many episodes? We put out a lot of episodes. Oh <laughs> How many day- Bang Bang has like 600-something episodes? We're catching up. Yeah. yeah that's Last commitment. time I checked, we were like 367, but that was like a while back. Oh, my god. So we're around 400 now. Um, so, yeah, we did Man of Steel. Uh, I think it's two years now. It's January what? January 20-something. I don't know. We started this two years ago, and now here we are. And so hopefully by the time we get to Justice League, we're talking about a different version of it, (laughs) because these these things do take a while. Oh, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, you can join us there. Talk about the minutes. You find us on Twitter, uh, DCEU Minutes, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 62 of Suicide Squad.